Well, this is my first installment of a podcast, and I'm trying to figure out a way to record this without the air noise. Uh, maybe I need a microphone that has a cover on it, so you don't have to hear all of my breathing into the microphone. But anyways, um, the podcast is called Bowl of Beans. I believe you'll see that, and there'll be more about that later at another time. But uh, this series of podcasts is going to be about a recent trip that I had uh, to Romania. Um, on March 5, I had the opportunity to travel there for the fifth time um, to see um, some very close friends and to um, witness the growth of the church in um, Romania. Um, to start things off, we got to TC here. We flew out of the Traverse City, Michigan airport, and we are in the midst of some intermittent snow, and it took them a little longer um, than anticipated to... Uh, get the plane in the air uh, with the de-icing procedure and um, waiting for some paperwork, uh, those types of things. And um, I'll be honest, both of our anxieties started to build as we watched our uh, departure time become less and less. Uh, We finally, instead of departing around 6, we departed around 7. And then we uh, landed in Detroit pretty much at the time that the plane was supposed to leave Detroit within a few minutes of that and we still had to come into I believe it was concourse E and get to concourse B or vice versa we came into B and had to get to E something like that but if you've ever been to Detroit uh, there's a tram while the tram is not working or isn't ready or something there's a huge tunnel that goes underneath the airport that you have to well run through or or use the people mover to get through so we got off our gate we told them we were coming there was one other lady with us um, who was traveling back to France that needed to make sure she got the, the flight um, to Bucharest and uh, or excuse me to Amsterdam and so we told her we will run ahead and we will tell them you're coming because she was going to have a very hard time um, making it. Well, James took off and slowly but surely got ahead of me and at one point waited for me and I just told him to go. Um, I'm not out of shape, as someone said. I'm, it's the shape that I'm in that's poor. Um, I have some work to do in that department, especially as I get back to tree work here. But um, definitely he was able to get there faster. Um, I caught up with him a little because he had gone past um, the gate because of a people mover in between him and uh, the gate. So he had to kind of go down and come back, but we arrived there and were able to get on the plane and a lot of kudos to Delta, um, because they were able to get our luggage off of that other plane and onto the next plane. That was a huge concern of ours. And we didn't know our whole flight over if that had happened. But, uh, once we landed in Amsterdam, we learned that our bags had made it with us. And, um, it had a lot of items in there that we were bringing over. Um, tools and some gifts and supplies for people over there so it was very important to us that that made it and then we wouldn't have to wait for those items to come or get lost so to put things into perspective we left when we boarded our plane on time about 5:55 in uh, Traverse City and then of course flew to Detroit and then to Amsterdam and I believe we landed in Amsterdam Michigan time 4:30 a.m. And it was 8.30 a.m. there locally. And then there's, or I'm within an hour or off an hour here, I'm not sure. But then we flew from Amsterdam to Bucharest. We arrived in Bucharest at 3.25 Romanian time, which would put us at, I believe, about 
see, add eight hours to that, or seven hours to that, so it was around 10 o'clock, so almost 24 hours worth of travel. But we stayed up. We wanted to go to bed, but we stayed up. We each, we got into the car. When we arrived to the airport there, just to back up, we got our, went through customs with no problem, and we got our baggage there. And then right outside of baggage, we could see Paul through the area. Paul is a friend of mine that I've met who um, is a Romanian who I connected with while the first time I came because he speaks um, very good English. Um, he spent some time living in the United States where he became a Christian, and then he felt God's call. Even though he had the opportunity to stay here, he felt God's call to go back to Romania. And he did, where he uh, has a successful business there, um, as a Husqvarna dealer, he has a couple um, Husqvarna dealerships in the county there. Of course, Romania is a country. They don't have states, per se, um, being a smaller country, but their districts are broken up into counties, and in that particular county, he has um, several, four or five, maybe more, maybe even eight. I, I don't remember the exact number. But we met with him and rode back with him. Um, on that drive, we did get to see um, the cultural changes, just the way the vehicles look different. And the um, people, just the way they drive is very different. Um, I was somewhat used to it, but I know for James it was kind of nerve-wracking and understandably so it was for me too. Um, just they drive very tight to each other. You're next to semis on switchbacks, really tight corners, um, cliffs, and people passing. And just you really have to be paying attention driving there. And um, so it I remember my first trip was a lot of anxiety from that. I don't know that James had a lot, but he definitely noticed the difference in driving. And we both caught a little nap on the way. And um, during that trip, we actually saw quite a few deer. Um, and I think that's probably because I'm always looking for deer no matter where I am. So we, uh, James, of course, is, is too. And we saw plenty of deer on the way and even some chasing each other around and saw how small they were. They're quite a bit smaller, that particular roe deer. And then um, we drove, uh, it's about 120 miles, um, but it, the first hour, uh, you get very, you don't get very far. The road's just, to, the road to Pitesht, which is the next major city, is just uh, a highway, excuse me, or... Yeah, there's a highway in there somewhere, but the road's at the beginning, and then as you go through those cities, they really slow you down, especially at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time it was by the time we got there. So it's about a three-hour uh, ordeal um, during the day, during rush hour. And so we then um, got into RV, and Paul took us to his flat, where we would stay for uh, several days. Um, I have to say that Paul is very accommodating to me. He's a very busy guy, but he always makes time for me. Um, when I come and he always supplies us with a place to stay and um, he's just really a, a good brother and <clears throat> we appreciate him very much and Angela who takes care of us very well his wife um, just they treat us with uh, just the extreme hospitality everybody in Romania does but I'm very thankful for Paul and Angela and um, so we went to their flat where Paul brought us up and uh, Angela was there with the three boys um, and we had some takeout food that they had picked up locally, and we ate, and then they left. They had stocked our fridge, of course, with food, like they always do, and um, we just went to bed. Uh, we both had a rough night of sleep. Um, I could go into more details about some of that stuff, but for me, I, 
Um, sometimes some um, overwhelming anxiety comes on these trips. Not really sure why. Maybe uh, some darkness that comes. And um, but I was able to to get through it and get some good rest after that. So that really takes us through our journey over. And um, the next day we got up and went to the market, got some extra water because we had really drank all the water. And I don't like to drink the tap water there. I will drink the spring water that comes out of the hill that's tested by the city or the bottled water. Um, I think it's just a change in bacteria that we're used to. I've had problems before with uh, stomach problems, so I've just avoided drinking the tap water and any well water, open wells, where they actually crank the water up with a bucket. I just have avoided that. Um, neither of us had a problem while we were there, so maybe we're on to something there. Uh, and again, um, that next day we got up, and then we ended up walking around um, the main city there, Rumnica Balcha, and just kind of absorbed the culture there um let James just kind of see how things were and we took some pictures he uh, was very attentive to the concrete work and the lack thereof that there most of the time it was slabs of marble or stone or bricks or he just noticed a lot of the differences there um and they don't finish their concrete it doesn't seem real extremely well not that they're not doing it well maybe they just don't care and in some places he could see where they'd use the polisher so when i go to romania being a tree guy i always notice uh the tree stuff how they cut their trees into just a stump and then the branches grow out of it there's a lot of that and he noticed all the concrete and of course all the flat work and those types of things so what your eye catches is what you uh, do for a living a lot of times, I, I think. And then we uh, made it around the city. I was a little foggy on where the shop was. I was close. Um, we were looking for Paul's shop, and I, he sent me a pin, and it was actually on the opposite side of this monastery that we were on one side of. So I was close, but um, I did not find it. Um, we had to have some help. So we walked there. And then um, from there, Paul took us to uh, his new shop that he just opened near the bus station there in Unico Vulture. And the house that came with the property showed us around there. If you saw any of the pictures, you notice a house that was vacant um, on uh, one of our first days there. And pictures outside in the yard, the, the stone area of the yard, and then in the offices or the, the shop itself. And he has plans for that area there for storage or offices or possibly just not really sure yet. Totally what he's going to do, but definitely wanted to move a shop there. So we got to see that part of his life. And um, then me and we had some coffee there and met with a few people. Got met with his brother and his and Paul's mother. His brother speaks English. And um, we saw him for a little bit. And then we um, walked down to the city center. I showed him the river plaza mall um someplace i would go when i was missing america on past visits and it feels very american and then we walked across town across through the park very nice park that they have there um and i needed to use the bathroom and so did he but um, public restrooms in romania are not as readily available as in the united states and the one public restroom i remembered where it was it was closed and, and locked for the day so we just began walking towards um, Paul's house in a town called Ladesht, which is about seven miles from the city center. And on the way there, we found a place where we could 
take care, uh, relieve ourselves. Maybe that's too much information, but that's kind of how things are in Romania. Um, and James had witnessed this on our way from Bucharest, where we just pulled off and used the bathroom. And this is a common practice in Romania. Um, and it's not the police don't care uh, that type of thing. It's just a different different culture. I like the idea of it when I need to, but you know, whatever. It's just a difference there. And then James can tell you, or I can tell you a story, if you think of it, about walking up on somebody on their bike and they were using the restroom. It's kind of a funny story, but I'm not going to tell it here. Um, then we uh, got picked up by Paul, sent him where we were, and he drove us to his home where we had a very nice dinner there of some traditional Romanian food. And uh, Angela put together a beautiful meal. Uh, James got to see their property, their home, and their um, they have a, a kind of a living quarters across from the home and showed him, you know, just the, how they live there in Romania and showed him James really loves gardening. And um, Paul showed him, you know, what they acquire with their uh, Romanian. Um, they make, everybody makes this thing called zakuska. It's grilled peppers and grilled eggplant. And uh, it's very good with some olive oil. And they put it on bread and just use it during the year and it's just a staple there in Romania it's a traditional food that even the people in the city don't have a garden they go to the market buy it and grill it and, and go through the process of canning it and uh, one thing you'll notice in Romania is that all canning any jar that comes with a lid can later be used as a canning jar you can buy replacement lids and they'll wash out any jar that is glass and reuse it for canning um, so he showed James those things, the chickens they have, and the uh, the pigeons, and um, just showed him around the property and some of the tools. Of course, you can ask James about that, uh, what he saw, because, of course, this is what I saw while I was there. Um, and then uh, Paul took us that night to back to the flat um, after a good conversation and... Uh, just a time spent to fellowship. Of course, drove us back to the flat in town, and then he left us with the vehicle. And then he walked back to the shop area, which isn't far from there, and uh, took his brother's car. So he gave me his main vehicle. Again, he's very hospitable, and um, if he comes to visit us here, I hope to do the same. So that kind of wraps up uh, two days, uh, our first two days, two or one and a half days in Romania, and in a previous podcast, or excuse me, in a uh, upcoming podcast, we'll talk about our trip to Copacan, which uh, is uh, a whole different uh, world in the sense of from city to country. So, thanks for listening and look forward to our next conversation. <laughs>